Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Breaking Boundaries. I am your host, Ariana. I am so glad that you are here, and I am very excited to be recording my first episode. So my first like mini-series that I'm going to be doing, this one's called Gen Z and HSV. Very fun, right? We're going to be talking about sexual health. This is one of my mini-series that's going to be talking about sexual health. The other mini-series are going to be talking about dating and um, just mental health in general. So let's get started to the first episode, which is, what is HSV? Let's talk about it. I have it. That's fun. (laughs) A lot of people have it. So that's why we need to talk about it. People don't want to talk about it because people think it's embarrassing, because it has a really bad stigma, and they just feel uncomfortable talking about it, which I can understand. So HSV is the herpes simplex virus. It can appear in various parts of the body, usually the mouth or genitals. So there are two types of herpes. HSV1, which is usually oral herpes, and HSV2, which is usually genital herpes. But surprise, you can have HSV1 on your genitals and you can have HSV2 on your mouth. But HSV2 on your mouth is super uncommon. Like, nobody has that. But some do. I'm talking about this because, like I said, I have it. I have HSV-1, though. I have it on my mouth and my genitals. So I felt like I was a good person to discuss this. And I'm growing up in kind of like, you know, I'm a 1998 person, Gen Z, but also part of boomers, not full Gen Z, not full boomer. I'm just kind of in that awkward area. So I'm 22. And basically, I got it from somebody I was on and off with for three years. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Someone with three years. And I'm not going to say their name, even though I would love to expose. (laughs) But we're not going to do that. Basically, all I can tell you is that he was not worth herpes. He looks like a thumb. That's all I can say. So basically, this thumb gave me herpes through his mouth. And that's how I have HSV on my mouth and on my genitals. So it was crazy. Um, I didn't think I was going to get it from him, like I said. Three years of knowing the person, which was probably the worst part because you put your trust on people and then that was taken away immediately. Never talked to that person again. So what was happened after we, um, you know, had sexual intercourse? It was a couple days after. I would say about three or four. It was really weird. So I had the flu like two weeks ago. And honestly, I thought I was having the flu again. So I thought, I was like, oh, I didn't finish my Tamiflu. I have the flu again. Like, goddammit. But actually, I was was getting herpes, but I didn't know it. So I had a fever. Um, I was so tired. And I was, God, I had, like, hot flashes. And I had the sniffles. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have the flu. But then one day, I looked in the mirror, and I saw a cold sore in my mouth. And I don't get cold sores ever. I've never gotten a cold sore in my life. And I was like, what, what is this? So, you know, me going to Google immediately because I was sick. So I was stuck at home and I was like, everything I researched pointed to herpes. But I was in denial. I was like, I do not have herpes. Like this guy did not give me herpes. I've known him for so long. So a couple more days passed about one or two when it started to get really bad it was really, really bad on my mouth. My mouth, my like, my outbreak on my mouth was awful. Um, I couldn't 
eat <laughs> or drink, really. The, the sores around my mouth were painful. Um, my gums were sensitive, and it really, it really hurt to chew. My tongue had some, like, blisters on them as well, so I had to literally, like, put the straw in the back of my throat to drink water. It was awful. I lost 10 pounds. That was the only good part, but I gained them right back, like, a couple days after when I could eat. So basically, I ended up crying in the bathroom um, because I took a mirror and I looked down below, too, just in case, and I saw something I didn't want to see, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have herpes. I have herpes on my mouth and my genitals. I was like, what are the goddamn odds? I was like, my life is over, you know? So I started crying, and my mom knocks at the door, and she's like, Ariana, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not okay. And, you know, she assumes that I'm pregnant. She's like, are you pregnant, Ariana? I was like, I'm not pregnant. Sometimes I wish I was pregnant and I didn't have herpes, but I'm not pregnant, Mom. I have herpes. And she kind of just looked at me. She wasn't mad. She was just... She gave me the sad look that she was just sorry. She was sorry for me because she thought that my life was going to be hard after this. Um... So I scheduled an appointment with the guy now. I called the lady and I was like, I really need an appointment. I think I have herpes and I just, my mouth is in pain. Please get me in. So she put me in the next day. And when I went to the gyno to confirm it, um, basically they did a little swab test. It was kind of awkward, but you know, whatever. Um, and she told me, she's like, yeah, you have HSV-1 on your mouth and your genitals. The woman was so nice. The doctor was very nice, and she calmed me down, made me feel a little bit better. But she wasn't super informative. So basically, she kind of just told me I didn't really have to tell anyone. And she also said, don't do stuff unless you have an outbreak. You'll be okay. So many people have herpes. So I just didn't feel right with that because I was like, I can't just not tell somebody I don't have it. So I went home. I was still feeling sick, but I started taking my um, medication she gave me, which was called Val's Clover, which would make my sores go away much quicker and speed up this process of hell I was going through at the time. So I decided to do my own research at home. And... Doing my own research at home, I went to Google because Google's awesome. And I found out that an estimated 3.7 billion people have HSV-1 infection. And that's nearing 66.6% of the world's population. That's a lot of people. And that most people living with herpes are unaware because they're asymptomatic. Fortunately for me, I was, I had symptoms. And so I knew I had it. Doing more of my research, I knew there was no cure. Even though there's been a lot of breakthroughs recently in research, but we can do a different episode about that. But I knew that there was no cure. There were antiviral medications like my Bell's Clover that helped reduce this um, frequency of the symptoms and how severe they were. And I was a little distraught. My confidence was just down to the ground and I really thought my dating life was over I didn't know I was depressed for like a good solid month or two I was like okay well I need to learn how to live with this and so I just like I said I learned everything about it and the reason I'm starting the series Gen Z and HSV is because 
Generation Z, like, there are a lot of people getting herpes, and Generation Z is so sexually active, but they're unaware of the consequences, I feel like, a lot. I was unaware of the consequences. So this is why I started this, because nobody talks about it, and it's so common. 3.7 billion people have it, and people are, are like, so, you know, they just, the stigma's so bad about herpes, but so many people have it. That's what blows my mind. So in doing my own research, I did some studying, and I can give you some statistics now, which I'm going to. So we went, I went to the cdc.gov, so some official stuff right there for you. And basically for HSV-1, 27% of 14 to 19-year-olds have it. 41.3% of 20 to 29-year-olds have it. So that's basically Gen Z and kind of millennial right there. It's a lot of people. 54.1% of 30 to 39-year-olds have it. And then 59.7% of 40 to 49-year-olds have it. 45.2% 45, being males and 50.9% being females. Yay, woman. <laughs> um, and then I have a great fact sheet for people who have herpes or if they want to learn about herpes or share, you know, their herpes statistics with their partners. So I got a source from Reddit. Now let, let me tell you about the herpes subreddit. Herpes subreddit is great. So during that month when I was hating my life <laughs> and just being miserable thinking like dating's going to be the worst thing in the world no one's ever going to love me because i have herpes blah 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 you know the usual um they were really kind and supportive and i knew they wouldn't be judgmental because they have herpes too i was like i can discreetly post about my herpes and these people will understand what i'm going through because they understand the stigma and how it is with dating, and how hard it can be. So that subreddit really got me through a lot of things. And that subreddit also gave me a great fact sheet that I use. It's also from herpesopportunity.com. So basically, I'm going to tell you about the facts and how easy it is to prevent giving herpes to somebody else. So number one thing when having herpes is literally do not do anything when you have an outbreak. It spreads skin-to-skin transmission. If you have a cold sore, do not kiss anybody. Why would you, why would you even consider doing that? Don't, don't do that. That's a bad idea. So I usually wait um, about two weeks after I have an outbreak just to be safe because I'm scared about spreading it. Honest, that is the number one fear for most people who have herpes is that they're afraid to give it to their partner or someone they like. Because they know how hard it has been dealing with it. They don't want to give it to somebody else. That is a big anxiety that keeps people from dating. Um, But I can discuss that more after I talk about these facts. So let's talk about the facts. Um, So transmitting to a female is higher, unfortunately, because herpes loves to live in moist areas. Thank you, vaginas. So... The transmission rate to a female, this is percentage per year, is 10% with no protection, 5% with either condoms or medication, and then 2.5% with condoms and medication. Transmitting to a male is 4% no protection, 
2% with either condoms or medication, and then 1% with condoms and meds. So I guess being a woman with herpes is a little bit easier than a guy with herpes because spreading it to a man is a lot lower than spreading it to a woman. Um, so the daily suppressive therapy, the antivirals I talked about, which was Valisoclover, the one I took, um, trans or reduces transmission rates by 48%. So that's a lot. And then condoms is reducing the transmission rate by 30 to 50%. And then we talk about HSV2, which is genital herpes. Um, over 25 million Americans, 14 through 49 year olds have genital herpes, which is 16.2%. And guess what? There's 2,000 new cases every day. How exciting is that? And then 80% of people have oral HSV-1. So you may not know you have it because you could be asymptomatic. How fun is that? And then people are just spreading it everywhere. I just think that's why it spreads so fast because you don't know how you have herpes, which is crazy. So there's a term um, with herpes that a lot of people don't know about, and I'm going to be talking about it. So it's called viral shedding, and viral shedding is basically herpes is transmitting, transmitted to another person with no visible symptoms. So basically, when I when I think I'm viral shedding, I my mouth is usually a little tingly, so I try not to do anything around that time. And um, so viral shedding is basically the most frequent six to twelve months of having herpes. So honestly, I was the most scared to do stuff with people in that first year because I knew that my shedding rates were really high. And so I'm going to give you percentages of the time herpes silently sheds the virus. So HSV2 genital is 15 to 30%. HSV1 genital is 3 to 5%. HSV1 oral is 9 to 18%. And HSV2 oral is 1%. So basically... Um, you know, the six to 12 months is so, you know, shedding occurs so much more frequently is because our bodies haven't built up antibodies yet. And that gets lower, like, the longer you have herpes. So I've had it for two and a half years. I haven't had an outbreak in about nine months, maybe a year. It's been a long time. I can't even remember the last time I had an outbreak. So if you have if you are on antiviral medications, you can reduce those shedding rates by 50 to 90%. So that's really awesome. So you giving it to someone asymptomatically is really unlikely. So I just talked about how many outbreaks I get. Uh, my first year, I got about two outbreaks on my mouth. The first outbreak on my genitals was actually my only outbreak I've ever had down there. And the doctor said I probably wouldn't get another outbreak down there ever again. And I haven't. But my mouth, I've gotten about, for the two and a half years I've had it so far, I think I've gotten it four times. I, I get it when I drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> and when I'm really stressed. So basically finals week and then me graduating in college. Um, so basically I'm telling you guys all of these facts and everything about herpes because I think it's important for people to understand how common it is and how little problems it causes. It hasn't caused me problems with my body at all. It's just a cold sore that pops up every now and then, not often at all. The only thing it can cause problems for is 
basically other people being afraid to date me because of it. So a huge thing people ask is on the Reddit, the subreddit, or just in general, is my dating life over if I have herpes? Um, absolutely not. I know there's herpes dating sites, but I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> I don't want to just do that. I'm not just looking for somebody who has herpes too. That's just, nah. So my dating life is not over. I go on a lot of dates and I meet a lot of people. Obviously, this was easier before the pandemic <laughs> and when we weren't in, you know, like coronavirus wasn't around and we weren't worried about that too. So dating, <laughs> let's talk about it. The most, the hardest thing and the most important thing to do is to disclose. And I know a lot of people who actually have herpes and didn't disclose. And now people can have mixed opinions about it. I've made my mistakes. Uh, early on, I was so scared to disclose. I didn't tell about two or three people. And then with two people, I told them after I had sex with them. And I really don't recommend doing it that way. The guilt literally eats me alive if I don't tell them. It's different maybe with a one-night stand. I would still tell them you're not as guilty then. But, oh, my gosh, the guilt of just with, like, an ongoing partner or dating when you know them is just awful. So there are two people that I told after, and both of them reacted pretty differently. One of them reacted pretty badly and got really upset, which, honestly, I'm not surprised, and it's fine. Like, get upset. I was the piece of shit in this situation. Like, it's okay to be angry. And he blocked me and everything, and it was, yeah, that was that. And it was very selfish of me, and I never recommend doing that. Then another person, I actually disclosed to him that it was on my mouth. I remember I was sitting down with him, and I told him about it was on my mouth. But then he, like, looked at me, and he's like, oh, you don't have it on your genitals, right? And I got really scared because he kind of looked at me like if I said yes, that he would be kind of like grossed out or wouldn't like me. So I did lie about that. And that was the wrong thing to do, obviously. And, you know, I guess I'm being a little bit vulnerable right here telling you all of this because it's, you know, there's a reason you, you would get mad. Like, it's just I so mad at that person who gave it to me and didn't tell me so I shouldn't do the same thing eventually I told him a couple weeks later because I just got to know him and I was like he has the right to know he's a good person and the relationship whatever we had it was casual ended after that and he told me a different reason he told me that you know, he really liked me and he wanted to kind of like find himself, his identity, because he just got out of relationship a while back and 
you know, all that kind of like bullshit stuff. And (laughs) he was like, I just like, you know, I can't do anything physical with you anymore. Like, I just want to be, you know, finding myself for a while. And even if that was true, which I don't really think it is, because why is me seeing you maybe once a week going to like avoid you from finding yourself? (laughs) That honestly, that annoyed me. And I'm like, is like me really hanging out with you like once a week, like having sex with you, really gonna <laughs> avoid you from like finding yourself? Um, maybe he was scared about getting attached. I don't know. I don't know how men work. I just think it was an excuse. I think maybe he was scared that I had HSV one like down below, like I had genital herpes. Like that's just a scary word. Um, so. I didn't take that too offensively. I think I just was annoyed by the, like, long text message of, like, I need to find myself and, you know, like, I wouldn't care that much maybe, you know, if I was looking for a long-term thing. Yeah, I just, I don't really believe that. I just think he was afraid, and which is fine. So he was nice about it, but I haven't really talked to him much since. So that's that. You know, people come and go from your life. It's not... (laughs) it's not fun but you can't just let it you know hurt you and get you down I don't think the people the people aren't rejecting you like I said earlier they're rejecting your STD and you know something I really like to tell myself even before I had herpes when somebody rejected me I was like you know what I lived my life perfectly fine before I met this person so I can live my life without them. That's what I tell myself and has gotten me through so much stuff. <laughs> when I was sad, I was like, I have done, I have been there for myself. Nobody else has been there. No boy, no man, no man in my life. <laughs> I, you know, that comes with the daddy issues and dad leaving and all that. No men in my life have been there for me. It's always been me, myself, and I, and like, you know, my sister and my mom. But it's mostly, it's me that I rely on. So there's... Never have to, basically, basically what I'm saying is you don't need somebody, like, you just got to be happy with yourself, which is probably one of, it's not, you know, easy, like, easier said than done. It's one of the hardest things to do is be happy with yourself. Um, it's still a thing I'm working on right now because, you know, when I got herpes, I'm like, how can I be happy with myself if I have an STI for the rest of my life? And people look at me like I'm disgusting. Nobody looked at me like I was disgusting. When I told my friends I had herpes, they reacted totally fine to it. When I told my mom I had herpes, she reacted fine to it. She was just like, okay, my mom was a little weird about it. First, she like literally everything I touched, she would clean. I was like, mom, it doesn't spread through inanimate objects. You're fine. You're not going to get herpes. That was like two years ago, though. Now she doesn't care. Um, I make so many herpes jokes. It's not even funny. (laughs) I <laughs> I think I just joke about it. It's it's funny to joke about. It's funny to joke about your pain, basically. And it's not really a pain for me right now. A lot, herpes is actually a really big part of my identity now. And it's something that I'm okay with. So a lot of people want to know what I say to my partner when I'm disclosing to them. It's That's the hardest thing, like I said. My number one thing usually is I get to know them for like three dates and I don't do anything with them. 
Because sometimes on the first date, you just don't vibe with the person. So there's not even a point of telling them if you're not going to kiss them or anything. So I usually wait like three dates and then I break the news. Honestly, sometimes if it's going to be a casual partner, I um, tell them the first time, like when I meet them or like over the phone if it's a dating app. So usually what I do is I I initiate it. I'm a very uh, bold person when it comes to initiating moves. You can ask any of my friends or people that I've dated. Like, I make the move a lot of the times because I'm like, you know what? You're never going to know unless you do it. So I usually just do it because who cares? Um, So I start off, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about our sexual health. And the guy, like, 98% of the time, probably 99.9% of the time, usually says that he's clean. But who even knows if that's true at this point? (laughs) Let's be real. Men, when they, they don't even have, like, you know, they don't have to get checked for chlamydia like we do when we go to the gyno or yearly. Like, it's BS. Anyway, let me not get off topic. So basically what I say is I say, I get cold sores called HSV. So I usually say I get cold sores sometimes called HSV, specifically HSV-1 for me on my mouth and down below. I take medication every day to reduce my spreading. And with my medication and condoms, the risk of you getting it is super small. It's 1%. Um, we mostly just can't do anything when I have an outbreak. And then I say, which is probably I think the most important line to put in here, is I respect Whatever decision you make, but I thought I'd let you know. I would say 95% of the people I told have thanked me. And then it's 50-50 from there. I've only had like two people block me. And then I know some people. So one thing people are afraid of when they tell someone they have herpes is that the guy or girl is going to screenshot and expose them. If you screenshot somebody for having an STD and share it with your friends, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Straight up a piece of shit. And making fun of that person, like, you don't know what they've been through and how they got it. So you don't want to be with that person anyway. Basically, don't be afraid of that. It's probably not going to happen. I just don't think you should have to. People with herpes don't need to live their life in fear. Obviously, easier said than done, especially with social social anxiety and all of that stuff. But I don't know. I Maybe it's because I have HSV-1. I know HSV-2 can be a little bit harder with to disclose. But I still get rejected plenty. And I would say I'm like a pretty decent looking person. So I think I'm average looking. But I think I'm decent looking enough <laughs> for people to like me. And my personality is good. You know, I've got some pros and cons, like everybody. But um, people reject me, too. And like I said, you know, I just kind of, just kind of like, okay, I respect your decision. I didn't know him that long. It's not a huge deal. So what I think the hardest thing is, is when you really like someone and you, you have to tell them that you have herpes. That's the hardest thing for me, personally, because then I care more if they're going to reject me or not. But I still got to think the same way that I usually do. I got to think, Ariana, if you lived your life before without them, you can do it again. (laughs) So that's how I think about it. But nobody ever talks about the positive things about herpes. So 
the number one positive thing for herpes is scaring away unwanted male attention for me. (laughs) I had this person who would not leave me alone. Four years, four years, they would not leave me alone in college. And I just, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to tell him I have herpes. I was like, listen, let's say his name was Max. (laughs) Max, I have herpes. You probably don't want to get that. So you might as well just leave me alone. You know what? I said that. You know what he said? Oh, I have herpes too. And I was like, are you kidding me? I made out with this guy before. And I was like, this man didn't tell me he had herpes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was, I was like, are you kidding me? And he said, no, it's okay. Because I, it, I don't have the contagious kind. And after he told me that, I was like, who's this man think he's talking to? Like, I am the queen of herpes. I know everything about herpes. All herpes is contagious. I was like, what is this? I was like, you are misinformed, sir. So I sent him all the facts, and I haven't talked to him since, because don't give me that bullshit (laughs) that it's not contagious. It is, at any point. Um, Unlikely to give it to somebody, you know, the longer you have it and the safer you are with your medication and your condoms, but it's still a small percentage that you can give it. So that was great. <laughs> I was pretty annoyed because I did stuff with him and he didn't tell me. So who even knows who I did stuff with and they didn't tell me. Anyway, but like I said, I'm super open about it now. That's why I'm even making this podcast is because I'm open about it and I want people to be comfortable about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you have herpes. You are still an awesome person if you have herpes. Herpes does not define you. Let me just repeat that. Herpes does not define your life. You define your life and how you live your life. It can make obstacles, but you can avoid those obstacles. So, I like I said, you know, I make a lot of jokes about it. Literally all of my friends know that I have herpes. You can ask anyone in my friend group, my close friend group, if I have herpes, and they will say yes. <laughs> they know, because I talk about it and make jokes about it all the time. So there are some things I advise you I guess, to not share. So, you know, like, herpes doesn't spread through inanimate objects, like I said. But there's some stuff I don't share just in case. I keep my lip products to myself, I keep my toothbrush to myself, and I keep my towels to myself. And if somebody, honestly, so, like, if somebody doesn't want to take a drink from me, it's totally fine. I'm not offended. But if they do, they can, you know? I'm also, I don't care. But, you know, I'm not not offended about it. Basically, I don't do the towels thing because, you know, like I said earlier, herpes lives in moist areas. And I don't know, your towels can be, like, you know, wet a lot. So that's the only thing. Those are the couple things that I don't share. Um, A lot of the times I like to compare herpes actually to mono. I know that's kind of weird. But it's because it's so, it's dormant in your system. Herpes is just hiding from you, you know. It's just hiding in there until that bitch wants to pop out. That's why I compare it to mono. But that is the end of this episode of episode one of Gen Z and HSV. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode and you learned a lot about it. I know this was kind of a weird topic for some people, but like I said, breaking boundaries is all about talking about things that people don't really want to talk about, but they should and need to talk about. Something you can do is you can follow me on the Instagram I just made, which is at Break Boundaries Podcast soon to be on spotify and apple music yay and then something i want to say at the end 
of every podcast is something positive because life's hard and it will really just, you know, kick you in the ass. So let's hear some good stuff. So today I'm going to be saying be there for yourself. Take the time you need to heal, to find yourself. It's okay to do some soul searching. This is kind of ironic because I was talking about that guy earlier who I was thinking was joking about with me when he was trying to find his identity. If you are trying to find your identity, sir, go and find it and ignore me for just overthinking and think you hate me because of my herpes. (laughs) So basically, at the end of the day, you only have yourself. So be good and be kind to yourself. And I just want to tell you guys to have a great day and I will be seeing you next week. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope you guys tune in to my next week's podcast. I plan on posting them either every Tuesday or every Wednesday. So have a great day, guys, and stay healthy and safe.